Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. Happy New Year's from our friends over at Manscaped. The ball has officially dropped, but that does not mean that you have to drop the ball on your balls. It's time you bring sexy back in 2022 and step your game up with Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to help them ring in the new year with the right tools for the job. Just go to manscaped.com and use the code ALLSTEALERS for 20% off plus free shipping. It's a new year, new you, and a new you means no pubes. Derek, Valentine's Day come and gone. Package still doing well. How are you enjoying your Manscaped? Perfect, dude. Perfect. Uh, Yeah, Valentine's Day was a success over at my household. Yeah, word, love it. Do you uh do you include uh your your kid when you? We did. We got her some. Well, I say we. My my wife went and got her some stuff. We got her a little basket with a toy. So I mean, I guess she had a good Valentine's Day too. She got some gifts out of it, so she wasn't complaining. Nice. I love it. My mom still sends me stuff for Valentine's Day, so I definitely appreciate that one. It's time to ramp up your exercise and grooming routine. This year for maximum gains. A six-pack is a great New Year's resolution, but how about a six-pack for your balls? The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 contains six essential tools for the ultimate below-the-waist grooming routine. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Signature Lawn Mower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. And it also comes equipped with a 4,000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land 2022 looks to be. It's also time to freshen up down there in the new year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorants on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And for on-the-go freshness after you leave the gym, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. Start the new year with a fresh set of testes. Thanks to Manscaped. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. And speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and will bring your boys down south to the next level. Manscaped also wants you to go beyond the groin this year with their new refined cologne, which offers a light yet masculine pleasing fragrance. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALLSTEALERS at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ALLSTEALERS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping and use the code ALLSTEALERS at manscaped.com. Have no regrets this year with our friends at Manscaped. Whew, I still get winded after that. I still don't, uh, stamina is not building up whatsoever. I don't know if you watched yesterday's show, but I'm pretty positive that my mom was our 10th uh, promo code user and she let everybody know right on the show. Hey man, that that's support, man. That's love and support. <laughs> Stop the whole show to let everybody know that she bought my brother some underwear. As you know, I love her. I can't say that I don't love her. It was nice. Cool. You want to know what I have not loved this week, Derek? Anything to do with a quarterback whatsoever. The week started. I felt real good. Put out a mock draft. It was the first time that I've really like had a reaction to an article in a long time where people just didn't destroy me. It felt really good. I, like, had smiles all day. People were like, oh, this one makes sense. I'm like, thanks, you guys. Get a long off season. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, trust me. We got it. This is a good way to start because if it was bad to begin with, I'd just get hard and, like, a crust, and it would be bad. Then 
24 hours later or something, or 24 hours beforehand, Sam Howell's going to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the number 10 overall pick. Now we're saying Malik Willis going to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the number 17 overall pick. Maybe Carson Wentz is on his way to the Steel City. We do not know. But it's it's great time to talk about some quarterbacks. Let's start with Malik Willis. In Todd McShay's, I think it's the second mock draft, the Steelers trade their first, a third, and a late-round pick to move up to 17 swap picks with the Los Angeles Chargers. They draft Malik Willis. Do you like the move? I mean, if you're a believer in Willis being a franchise guy, I mean, that's a small price to pay. Um, I'm still team no quarterback in the first, especially trading up. But, I mean, if you're convinced that, you know, he's a game changer, you do it. I do think the Chargers could be a potential um, team that could look to move down just because I feel like their needs are needs that they could slide down and accumulate like an extra pick. They need receiver help, and they need defensive line help. So, like, Jordan Davis has been mocked to them a lot. I really like that fit for them because they couldn't stop anybody except the Steelers on the ground last year. So, um, they could easily move back a couple spots, swap with us, and um, I think that's a good trade for both sides if you're, you know, riding with Malik Willis as, like, the future of the franchise. So, is is Malik Will can Malik Willis be there? Will Malik Willis be there at 17 or do you think he's long gone? I don't know, man. I mean, it really, it really depends. Like it's kind of funny. So I've been hopping in spaces just of different teams. Like I've been in some Falcon spaces, Panthers, um, a bunch of spaces over the past couple of weeks. And like, man, everybody is having the same reaction that we are really to the quarterback thing. Like all cooler heads are prevailing. Everybody's like, just, just wait on a quarterback. Don't take a quarterback. You know, I was in a Carolina one the other day and they were talking about if they take a quarterback at six, they're going to, or wherever they pick, they're going to freak out. So, um, so he could Carolina be there. heavy. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think he could be there for sure though. I mean, it really just depends. Like we're, we're going to see what Corral can really do an indie coming off that injury. Um, the combine will be a good spot for all the quarterbacks to get in front of, you know, teams on the same stage again. The uh, Carolina Panthers were really, really into Kenny Pickett at the uh, senior bowl. Like, I mean, like, I don't know about personnel. I don't know what anybody from the Carolina Panthers looks like, but their media were all over Kenny Pickett, all over Malik Willis, but really like all over Kenny Pickett at three. Well, um, Matt Rook um, recruited. Oh, people. true. I uh, guess he recruited um, Temple. Yeah, true, so true. So that would make sense. That, that's kind of the link there that I think everybody's kind of drawn. Yeah. Plus, I think he's the, we we can all agree he's the most NFL ready guy, and the Panthers are just like, okay, we've tried this a couple of times. Yeah. It's not really working. What do you expect from Corral? What are we two weeks away from? Three weeks away from the combine? Do you expect Corral to move himself into that top three conversation or or push himself to two? I'm not convinced that he's not already there for some teams. I mean, I think it really just depends, like, what type of offense that you want to run. Um, Corral's tape last year was like a 180 from his tape the year before. Like, he played more under control, and there was less variance in his game, but there was also, like, less exciting things, too. Um, I felt like as the season went on, he wasn't as healthy, and, you know, there's just – with Corral, he's going to give you a solid floor, like with his rushing ability. He's good in the quick game. Like he can do the RPO stuff where he really struggles is when you ask him to read the defense. Like he's not there. Mm -hmm. um, he's, 
maybe I don't even know if he's further along than Willis. I, I don't really know because Kiffin made it so easy for him at Ole Miss. Like they literally just did half field reads, a ton of RPOs. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of progressions to go through for him. So it's really, it'll be interesting to see like how NFL teams view that, but Corral's got a lightning quick release and a good arm. He's mobile. So, I mean, there's a lot to like too. I just think um, he's a little bit more of a project too. Does I, uh... Does that fit into Matt Canada's offense? I seem to not know what Matt Canada's offense is, apparently, because it's everybody Smith, yesterday. It's this Smith that like yeah. the fans have like convinced themselves that that's I'm, what I'm saying. Everybody tells me that I'm wrong. They're like, yeah, that's not what Matt Canada's. I'm like, do you know uh, what Matt Canada's offense is? I mean, have you seen it? I mean, uh, I, I think it could. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna stick, I mean, they still ran a ton of RPOs last year with Ben. I mean, Corral can do that stuff. Yeah, but Randy um, Feetner ran a, bu- a bunch of RPOs with Ben too. Yeah. I don't know if that was Matt Canada. <laughs> I mean, they can they can do the RPO stuff with him. Like I said, he gives you a little bit of a floor with his rushing ability. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm I'm interested to see like what he's able to do. Like if he's able to do anything, you know, how his interviews go, who he meets with. I'm feel feeling very confident that the Steelers will meet with him at the combine. I mean, for sure. Oh yeah, 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 definitely for sure. What do you think? What could he not do? Like, is he going to run? Chances are he's not going to run. I would be surprised if he ran. That's what I mean. Like, but does he need any of that? Does he need any of the real testing? Does, or is it just all about showing like, Hey guys, you know, you just forgot about me. At the see, it would be good to see him throw. I mean, the quarter, the quarterback yeah, stuff, yeah. like, I mean, the testing for the quarterbacks is going to be really funny. And it always is because like, a lot of guys quarterback wise, like they just, they're boring testers, but like this class does have a couple that are going to test like freaky um, Willis being one of them. Um, another guy that I think people are kind of sleeping on his athleticism a little bit is Ritter. Like, I think oh, yeah. Ritter is going to test like both of those guys were on that um, Feldman's freaks list um, from the athletic. It's an excellent article, but uh, you know, Willis is projected running like a four five forty. And he has like a 37 and a half inch vert, which is crazy. Um, Ritter, he's supposed to run like, I think mid four fives. And uh, he has like a 36 inch vert. Like, so they're both like really, really athletic um, testers. So that's going to be fun if they actually test together at the combine. It wouldn't surprise me if they, you know, waited until the pro day. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That there is it their pro day? Didn't you you put out a list of pro days that were at the same? They day. moved them. They finally the, uh, they had all of those. So originally they had the Ole Miss, Liberty, and um, what other pro day? Another pro day all on the same day with Pittsburgh's right before that, the day before. But they spread them out now, so they're all on different different days. Okay, cool. I don't know who makes those, but that I, when I saw those- that, I was like, that's. Which is a poor decision. <laughs> That's a disaster. Mike yeah. Tomlin can. He's got one person. Kevin Colbert's two. You'd have a real good feeling. Like this, the quarterback that they drafted, I would immediately just put odds on that person. The scout that was at that school to be the next GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think, I mean, we we know about the Steelers, like history of like first round draft picks. Like if, Tom, if Tomlin and Colbert are at somebody's pro day, they're on the list of first round pick possibilities. If they're not oh, there, yeah. you ain't got to worry about them being picked in the first round. Now, could they pick a guy like Ritter in the second if they're not at his pro day? Maybe, but I still think that like their next quarterback of the franchise, like I really feel like they're going to both be there um, just because that's how they've operated, you know, for a long time now at positions a lot less important than, you know, quarterback. So do you, I guess at this point we have. St- no read just as much of a read as we had a week ago 
do you do you think that if the Steelers don't draft quarterback in the first round, that they just avoid them completely in the draft? I kind of hope so. I mean, um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I would be okay with rolling with like a free agent anyway. But yeah, I mean, I, I think Ritter's still got a potential to be there in the second round. I know that a lot of people like the fit with the Falcons, obviously not at eight, but um, in the beginning of the second round. So that would put him out of Pittsburgh's reach. But um, what about Howell? Is Howell there? <clears throat> I had Howell in the second round going to the yeah, Steelers in the second I round. I think it seems like Howell's value is somewhere around there too, like top 50-ish, but maybe not um, maybe not in the first round. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, we know we talked about it on last week's podcast. I mean, they've been to see Howell multiple times. Cobra went and saw him practice earlier this year. They've been to multiple games. They went to the Pitt-Carolina game. Um, so, I mean, they've, they've seen him multiple times. They're very familiar with him. They met with him at the Senior Bowl. Yep, they love him. They love Sam Howell. Um, apparently, they love somebody else. Somebody that I'm not really excited to tell you about, but we got to talk about it. This is this is three days now. Two days, two and a half days that I've talked about Carson Wentz. I did not expect to talk about Carson Wentz at all this offseason. The name didn't even come to mind. I don't know why. Carson Wentz, according to CBS Sports, is a favorite to land with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He'd carry over a $28 million cap hit in 2022, but after that, no guaranteed money. The Colts are looking for a new veteran quarterback, apparently. They've had enough of Carson Wentz after one season. I mean, what, what is there even to ask? Do you, how do you like it? How do you dislike I, I it? To look at, I need to look at Carson's contract, but I will 100% say that Carson Wentz is not good. And that's, really, <laughs> that's, that's my evaluation of that. I mean, he's an absolute – disaster mechanically i mean you saw him fall apart at the end of the season last year with indy um just you know it's hard to project carson having like a bounce back with the steelers when you have a play caller like frank wright who is one of the best in the business and then you have a great surrounding supporting cast the receivers in indianapolis aren't great but michael pittman's really good um you have the best – arguably the best running back in the game with Jonathan Taylor, a really good offensive line. Um, that's a really good supporting cast, and he just fell apart, man. Like, he didn't throw for like – oh, he threw for like 250 yards like twice or something like that down the stretch <laughs> of the last three months of the season. Like, they were winning games when he was having to do very little and just throwing the ball for 120 yards. The Steelers yeah. aren't there to where they can do that. Um, no, I think the best example of this is and people are like, well, he led the Colts to a nine and seven season. And I've seen people who are very optimistic. I was watching the Pat McAfee show yesterday, two days ago or something. And Tone Diggs was like, I love it. And I was just like, what do you love about this? Yeah. Like it, he couldn't win with Jonathan Taylor. You're going to down that grade that to, to Najee Harris. I get that. That's not like, I love Najee Harris. I think he's a phenomenal back much much more of a disaster on the offensive line. Um, Weapons-wise, he's down to two plus a tight end. And the defense is definitely not as good as Indianapolis's defense. As it so, was last year. That's what I'm saying. So it's And it's not as good as the Steelers' defense last year, which was not as good as the Steelers' defense the year before that. It's just he's going to be walking into a situation where he can't ex- you can't no. even expect him to win. And you're going to pay $20 thing, million. Dollars. The only thing I'll say about Wentz is, I mean, it's obvious that people still hold on to that, you know, 10 – that 13 game stretch or whatever in 2017 where he was really good. But yeah. after that, I mean, other than that, like really hasn't been uh, all that impressive throughout his career, yeah. but he's still got the draft pedigree. 
The only thing I'll say is like if he is to get released, because I do think Indianapolis, I mean, they've their general manager has thrown like massive shade towards him, like almost every time he's done an interview, which is not like Chris Ballard. Um, if they do somehow release him and just get out of his contract and eat the dead money, then throw him in the mix with all these, the rest of the mediocre quarterback purgatory quarterbacks like Mariota and Andy Dalton. Like, throw, like if you're talking about just bringing him in off the street, you know, on a different reasonable story. deal, then we're talking about something different. Cause I mean, I different have no, story. I have no expectations. Now, if you're talking about even trading like a fourth or fifth round pick and then having to pay him 28 or 20 plus million next year on the cap, count me all the way out on that. Cause I don't think that that's, that's that doesn't make the Steelers better in the short term or the long term. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. We, we looked at, I looked at trade like his trade for Indy last year and they gave up like a, a third and a conditional second so this year. And like you can't give that up if you're the Steelers. You, that, I'd rather have Sam Howell in the second round than go get Carson Wentz. That second turned into a first because he played so much. So that sure. one of Philly's three first round picks is from Indy, which they missed the playoffs. So I mean, you got a top twenty pick. Bad. It's That's bad. It's, it's, <laughs> That's I, think bad. A I think Dollar's a good GM man, but that was I didn't understand that move at the time, and obviously it looks well. It was his offensive coordinator that came over to. Indy, so the tie was there, obviously. Carson Wentz's contract is $28 million this year and then $26 and $27 million the next two years. And then he's finally an unrestricted free agent in 2025. There's – I don't even think – I mean, apparently they're one of four teams. They were listed as one of four teams on the CBS article. It was them, the Broncos, the Bucks, and the and Washington. And, I mean, that's a very slim list, but I think – I honestly think the Colts are going to be stuck with them. I think that there's no way the Pittsburgh Steelers would be the team that I would expect to go get him because he's a quarterback that you don't have to give up a bunch for. And I don't expect them to go get him because I just don't think that it benefits anything whatsoever. I'd have more faith like I, this comment. I'd have more faith in Mason Rudolph out there than. Oh, God. Like, I I'm, I don't expect them to win, but at least you have the expectation that they're not going to win. With Carson Wentz, it's just like we're trying to live this. He's the he's a Joe Schobert. Carson Wentz is bringing in Joe Schobert and saying, this is our, this is the guy that's going to fix inside linebacker. This is the guy that's going to fix quarterback. And then seven, eight weeks in Robert Spillane and Ulysses Gilbert, the third is starting at inside linebacker Mason Rudolph's in there with Dwayne Haskins as his backup. And we're, we're on a whole other disaster of a roller coaster ride. No, I'm good. I'm good. We don't need to uh, bag on Carson Wentz anymore. I think that, you know, I've had enough of them in the last two and a half days. That about does it. That about does it. The, your, you on Monday, I believe, dropped your wide receiver rankings um, for the 2022 NFL draft. Uh, a good list. I don't think it was one that shocked me much, I won't say. But I kind of expected everybody that you had there. In the eyes of the Steelers, when you look at this list, where does it start where their possibilities begin? Which, for those of you who do not <coughs> know what the rankings are, it's got you have Garrett Wilson, number one, um, Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, number two, Drake London, number three, Chris Olave, five. I missed one somewhere. Who's your four? Lond- London's four, Jameson Williams. Oh, Jameson Williams, missed Jameson Williams. Yeah. Five, then uh, John Dotson out of Penn State at six. Seven is George Pickens, which that one got me a little bit. Christian Watson at eight, 
I like that sleeper. I think that you woke me up to him, and I like him too much right now. John Mechie, the third at nine, and then uh, Sky Moore coming in at 10 out of Western Michigan. Where does the Pittsburgh Steelers line begin on your list of 10? I think it's got to be probably around that six spot. Like, I think Chris Olave would be a really good fit for the Steelers, but I don't know that he makes it to 52. I think the Steelers mm-hmm. could pick a receiver as early as the second round. Um, barring something crazy happening and Juju being retained, like, I think that um, that's kind of where the conversation starts on when they need to pick a receiver. Um and a guy like Jahan Dotson to me makes a little bit of sense. Like I think, you know, Dotson's a good separator who um, is a really polished route runner. He's got excellent hands. He plays way bigger than his size. He can play inside and outside, which is something, you know, the Steelers could potentially use to their advantage, you know, depending on what they want to do with Chase Claypool going forward. So um, I think it could start there. Um, Christian Watson's another guy. I mean, his stock's so high right now. It seems like everybody's talking about him to where, like, I don't know if he's going to make it to 52. But um, that, I it. had Watson fourth round in my draft on Tuesday, and by Friday I talked myself out of any possibility of that. Yeah, I think I think he's going to struggle to get out of the second round. I don't I don't know if he goes top 50, but I mean, six four, you know, legit four four speed, and can actually get in and out of his cuts like a smaller guy. It's really intriguing. Um, you know, there's a couple later guys too. I mean, uh, I'm gonna shout out my guy Lorenz from uh, Sports Illustrated's Draft Bible. He messaged me a couple months ago and told me about Sky Moore. He says Sky Moore just looks like a Steelers receiver because he's not like overly fast. He's gonna end up running. I, I don't – there's a big debate about draft Twitter if he's ha- if he's fast or not. I don't think he's fast. I think he's like a 4-5-5 five, five guy, yeah. um, but he's always open. I mean, it's it's really incredible. Like, he is always running by guys, and guys are not within two feet of him. But I don't think he's, like, overly fast. But he's pretty quick, good route runner, really good with the ball in his hands. Um, a guy that I really like, man, and it absolutely sucks, it kills me that he's not bigger, is uh, Wanda Robinson from Kentucky. Yeah, that guy, how big is he? He's literally five seven. I mean, he's a, oh. he's small man, but he was he played in Nebraska uh, for a couple of years, and they were trying to use him like a little scat back. He goes to Kentucky, and they're still doing the things you know to get the ball in his hands, the jet sweeps, the screens, but like he actually showed that he can get down the field, like out of the slot. And uh, I think he's I think he's good, man. I just wish he was a little bit bigger. So I think that's gonna hurt his stock. Like I think he's gonna go. Maybe late day two, really early day three. But I think he's a player that, like, you can get him on the field early and, like, he can help you. Um, He's probably not ever going to be more than, like, your third receiver, but he can be um, a good weapon for you to get touches. Somebody of uh, – who's the guy that went to Arizona last year? Rondell Moore? Yeah. Mind you, Rondell Moore? The only thing is Moore Moore was, like, freakishly strong for his – True. He still is. Yeah. And, like, Robinson's – he just – he looked tiny. But, honestly, I think Kentucky – I want to say Kentucky listed him at, like, 5'9". And then I was looking looking at a a draft database uh, that said he was 5'7". And then I started creeping around on Google, and I was like, that kind of looks right. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to get a good look at. Obviously, he's got a combine invite. He'll be in Indianapolis two weeks. Um, can you can you tell me how tall I am? If you just saw a Google image of me? No. Well, this is me doing research, just among like people that would know more than I would. I would, but no, I don't. I don't know how tall you are. How tall you think I am? I would say you're five. Nine. Than Smitty. 
Everybody's taller than Smitty. <laughs> I would say five nine. Uh, like five ten and a half. So close. Five ten. See, how tall would you think I am? Me and Derek have never met in person. Five eight. Five nine. Oh, I am five eight. Five seven. Five eight on a good day. Yeah. I am. I'm no, a little short though. No way taller than Smitty. No, oh, my. I mean, my younger brother's like six two now. I can't even use that anymore. My grandmother's taller than Smitty. Most people are taller than Smitty. Let me. Uh, I, I do have one thing to say though, just because it's. Uh, we'll have one more show before the combine, but I think the receiver that has the most to gain in Indianapolis is George Pickens from Georgia. Like former five star recruit, you know he played really well as a freshman. Um, on a really run heavy. I mean, Georgia's always run heavy. Um, but I think he had like seven or 800 receiving yards as a freshman. Played really well. Um, him and um, Derek Stingley had a pretty good matchup their freshman year. Um, and then he got hurt toward his ACL sophomore year, um, late in sophomore year. Didn't come back until this year, like almost all the way through the season. They were kind of ramping him up. But, man, like, there's there's a legit NFL skill set that he could be like a wide receiver one in the future, depending on how healthy he is. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm, I think it's really going to be interesting to see what he runs in the 40. Uh, he's not like overly fast, but if he surprised some people and ran, say, like low four fives, I think like four or five flat would be an excellent time for him. And I think it could get him back in like round one conversation. Yeah, I, uh, when I read that name, that's when I was like, eh, seems a little low. But at the same time, I do understand, like, he fell off my radar, and I think that's why I had that thought. But I didn't realize that he dealt with so many injuries. He, he um, is like a forgotten man. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. He, he And I think somebody who people are maybe not sleeping on, but uh, putting a little too much on is Justin Ross out of Clemson. I saw a lot of people talking about him in your mentions after you put that out. Mm-hmm. thinking maybe he was a little low. I I do not consider him a top 10 wide receiver as of right now. A year and a half ago, yes. Yeah, I mean, he's another guy that, you know, that neck injury that it, we didn't really know if he was going to play again um, after he dealt with that. And I just wasn't overly – I mean, Clemson was a disaster on offense this season. I mean, DJ yeah, yeah. didn't play well. Their offensive line was so bad that, like, it hurt everything else. And I just – not really – I wasn't really as encouraged by what Ross's tape looked like post-injury. Now, Pickens is kind of dealing with some of the same things. Like, you know, there's limited tape on what he is after that injury, and you hope that he can make a full recovery. But, like, the game that really takes me back to what Pickens could be at the next level is the bowl game against Cincinnati two years ago. Of course, Cincinnati has – Sauce Gardner, one of the best corners in the nation. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Kobe Bryant, the guy that plays across from him, he's like one of my favorite like day two corners out there. And he played really well against both of those guys. Um, you know, made, made a spectacular dive and grab like 50 yards down the field. I mean, he's got wide receiver one potential at the next level. It's just about is he going to be healthy and what kind of athlete he is after the injury. All right. So how, when's the next time you update this, you think? When's the next time you feel like? We have a new list. Are you, are you feel pretty solid? This is gonna keep, hold through. I mean, there there may be like I mean, people may jump around like a little, like a spot or two, but I, I don't know um, that I'll I don't know that I'll put something out about updating it. May, maybe as we get really close to the draft, the combine for me, the way that I look at like testing and stuff, that's the biggest thing. Measurements, testing for guys that we don't have those numbers on, but 
Um, I don't really let that dictate a ton in my rankings. I feel like I already know what kind of athlete. Now, if there's something, say Pickens, which he's not going to like, but say he came out and ran like a four, four, I would have to go back to his tape and be like, all right, what am I missing? Cause I didn't see that at all. And like, yeah, there's yeah. always, there's always a dozen of players or so that'll do something at the combine, like people that'll test like freaks. And I'll be like, well, I thought they were just a solid athlete. I didn't think they were that, that athletic. And then I got to go back and see like where I missed, but um, I don't know. I just picture you in your man cave flipping through the tape. I mean like, hon, I need an hour. Okay. This guy just ran a four, what three. I did not see him run a four three. This does not happen. It's what I do, man. <laughs> the life of times with Derek Bell. I love it. All right. Before we head out of here, I want to go through my mock draft because, like I just said two minutes ago, I have Christian Watson going in the fourth round of the Steelers. I felt good about it at the time. I don't feel good about it right now. I do feel good about the rest of them. Uh Zion Johnson going first round 20 to the Steelers. I love Zion Johnson. I think he's so slept on in this draft. Sam Howell at pick at round two, pick 52. Uh, Chad Muma coming in on round three, Christian Watson, round four, your guy, Jermaine Walker in the seventh round. And then uh, Jordan Mason out of Georgia Tech to finish off the draft there. Do you, uh, when you hear it, is it realistic? That's that's my biggest thing, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Zion Johnson has a really good shot of being there at 20. And I, I think I, I've been on record for saying this for like the last couple months, but like the Steelers can – afford to upgrade any spot on the offensive line. Like if you, yeah. you see a guy, you really like him, plug him in there and you figure you move the pieces that you got right now around what, if you, if you're comfortable in a guy Johnson's, I think the second best guard in the draft. Um, I yeah, still, Kenyon, Kenyon I Green. still prefer Kenyon green uh, to him Kenyon. a little bit. I just think that greens has better movement skills and a better ceiling. Um, but I think Johnson's like he's he's a guy that's ready to play. I mean, he's a year one starter at guard. He can be a freaking good player. Um, so I like I like him a lot. Sam Howell, round two. Can he slide to round two? I don't even care I, what your thoughts I do, are. On Sam I do. Howell. I do think he can slide. <laughs> I think he's gonna go round two. I don't yeah. know that. Uh, I don't know that he makes it to fifty two. But I, I mean, no. I could see the steel. I could one hundred percent see it, see that as a Steelers. Uh, possibility maybe they move up a couple picks in the second round to get him um but yeah I mean I'm not thrilled with it um I know the Baker comparisons with Hal seem lazy but man there there is something to it I think he's got a little bit better arm I mean he does he does um rip it a little bit better than Baker I think but um I just don't know I don't see the incredibly high ceiling with Hal like I see like baseline starter type of ceiling um with him all right, Chad Muma, round three. You would know more than me, to be honest with you. I'm, I like Chad Muma. I'm, I like him, too. I mean, this inside linebacker class is really interesting. Like, guys like Devin Lloyd and Nicobe Dean, like, I, I like Lloyd. I prefer him to Dean. But, like, I think both guys would obviously help the Steelers. But I don't know if they could piss off the fan base enough to pick up another inside linebacker that early. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think go, they could do gonna that. They're go, like, late first, early yeah. second at the very worst. Um, Moom is interesting, man. Like, even as, like, a run defender, I think, like, him and a guy like Leo Chanel, um, both guys that could be, like, day two linebackers. Um, also, Darian, um, Darian Bevers from Cincinnati. He's another guy. I think that's how you say his last name. But he's another yeah, guy. Yeah, that yeah. Had a good senior bowl. He's a, he's a, a good – he had a good senior bowl. And I there's some stuff to like on his tape too. Um, I hadn't watched him really a ton. Like I had watched him live, but I hadn't studied him. 
until uh, the week of the senior bowl. So um, there's a lot of options on day two for um, quality linebackers and the Steelers need to improve there. I mean, they, they had the worst linebacking core um, inside linebackers last year that cannot continue. So. All right. Does Christian Watson make it to the fourth round and can Jermaine Walker slide to seven and be a significant factor on defense? I'll say no, that Watson doesn't reach there anymore. After the senior bowl where, you know, he was quite literally uncoverable. um, Mm -hmm. I just, I don't see it, man. I don't. Um, But if there was a round four guy that I think could be there, um, Khalil Shakir from Boise is like a guy that I really, really liked. Um, My guy, Jake from Twitter. I can't say his last name. My guy Jake put me on to him like sep- August or September of last year. And the first time I ever watched him play, he made like two incredible leaping grabs in the end zone. Not an overly big dude, but and he's, he's played outside and inside. He's going to play in the slot at the next level. But he's a guy that reminds me, not like play style wise, but you could get the same type of production. Um, he's a guy who's ready to play kind of like Amon Ross St. Brown was for the Lions this year. Like yeah, He's a guy yeah. that's going to go like early day three. He might slide into day two, but um, really good with the football in his hands, man. He's like a freaking running back. He's impossible to bring down. And he's, he's a really good route runner. I thought he really improved at the catch point this year based on the tape that I saw um, in 2020. So I like him a lot. I think if the Steelers want a guy that can, you know, come in and play early on, but not have to spend premium capital on a slot receiver, he's definitely a guy that I, I really like for them. All righty. All righty. And then what about Jermaine Walker? What about your boy Jermaine Walker? I will say that when I started digging into cornerbacks in the draft, when mm-hmm. I started doing the research for this, it, I did not expect him to be so low like yeah. and people's expectations, especially after talking, talking with you about him. Does he make it to the seventh round? Yeah. I mean, um, I, here's the thing about the draft. Um, for me, like, I always feel like once you get past, like, day three projections, man, everything's just all over the board. I mean, you remember oh, yeah. remember when they picked Loudermilk last year? Like, you look at big boards for where Loudermilk was. He was, like, outside the top 300 for a lot of people. And the Steelers traded basically a fourth-round pick for him. So, like, on day three, that's when you're getting into, you know, because teams' boards, like, I remember I've heard Colbert say that, like, usually they have, like, 100 guys on their board. And you got to think, like, after the first three rounds, like, you know, probably, you know, at least 50 of those are gone. So you're looking at, you know, what do you still need or what do you still feel like you need positional wise? And then you're looking at scheme. Do got do these guys play special teams? Um, But I think Waller's got upside to be a starting boundary corner in the league. I've I've also been told that he's going to run in the four fours, which at his profile, you know, having that height and length. I definitely think he's a guy that um, he played some nickel this year for Virginia Tech. He's That's a guy where I see him. Could, yeah, he's, he, he could be a really good player um, and get on the field early if he's given the opportunity. Um, There's plenty of opportunity in Pittsburgh. That's, yeah. what, that's what was my thought with them is he's a guy who could come in here, play some of a Trey Norwood type situation where role starts small, gets bigger as the year goes on. Steelers, I think, need to sign at least one cornerback. For sure. I'll tell you another guy that jumped off at me in the past couple of weeks. Um, I've pounded the table for since like August for Andrew Booth out of Clemson as the top corner in the draft. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I absolutely loved it. Love him. I I would I'd probably break down in tears if we got him at 20. Um, <laughs> but anyway, his teammate, uh, Mario Goodrich, who plays on the other side of him. Um, yeah. I've been really impressed with his tape. I, I recently fell into like all of their games from last season. And uh, I was watching Booth just because that's what I, I, I was doing. Um being dumb and watching the same player over and over again instead of doing more productive things. But uh, Goodrich kept jumping out at me, man. He kept making plays on the ball. And I was like, man, I, I really like this kid. So uh, he's a, he's a day three corner that the uh, Steelers could potentially look at too. All right. I like it. And then running back last round, I don't think whatever. What do you know about Jordan Mason? Do you know anything about him? I haven't, I actually haven't watched him. I saw his name on your mock draft and I, I need to look at him. Um, he played behind uh, the starter there, Gibbs, Jamire, Jameer, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. He's, who Gibbs is from Alabama, I think. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's a good player. That's um, what I'm saying. Like, he's good enough to head to Bama. Yeah. Backup can't be too bad. He left as a junior. Somewhat of an Anthony McFarland type vibe. I just think the Steelers need help. And by the end of this draft, they're going to be freaking out in a couple of ways. Yeah, I it's think. It's the first go. There's a couple, um, there's a couple day three backs that I really like. Um, being biased, um, Mateo Durant, obviously I'm a Duke fan, but uh, Mateo Durant is a guy that was like basically carrying a lifeless Duke offense the last couple of years. Um, Are you a Duke football fan? I'm, I'm really not. I do keep up with them though. But um, who do you watch does, the most in college football? Um, who do you root for the most in college I, football? I, I don't. I don't. I, I have grown in a, a really strong appreciation for Bama, but I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a Bama fan. Oh, but I mean, God. dude, if you were a Duke and a Bama fan, he would hate me. I could do. I that. would hate you. I would have a really hard time liking you. Yeah. I would just, if we're going to be honest, I will, I will say like a couple, like Mateo Durant's like a really late, like sixth, seventh round guy that I think could get drafted that could give you something as like an RB3. Um, probably my favorite fit behind Najee is his old teammate, Brian Robinson. I think Robinson, I think you'll have to grab him in like round four, Mm -hmm. but like I I would, if, if the Steelers would get out of this, um, just archaic way of like running their backs into the ground, you could put Brian Robinson on the field every third series. You could still leave Najee as the third down back. Um, and you're really going to have a quality backup running back who can actually make plays for himself. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and uh, I know Pro Football Focus. I hate their grades, but, like, some of their stats are pretty good. Um, Robinson forced 79 missed tackles last season as a running back, which was, like, top eight or something like that in the country. I mean, this is a dude that knows how to use his body and, like, make guys miss, run people over. Um, And as a running back, too, like a guy that can give Najee a breather to where he doesn't have to play 85% of the snaps, that's really valuable, like really, really valuable. So. Yeah, Robinson was a guy I talked to at the Senior Bowl, and he um, seemed real open to it, to be honest. Because I asked, I went right for it. Like, yo, you know Najee, how how do you guys mix in the backfield? He said, very well. When you were behind him, how did you play? He's like, we understood. We understood the roles. We are open with that. And he said that it's in today's game, you need two running backs. You can't play a whole game as one. And I was like, yeah, it is what it is. Then some dude from Sirius XM Radio butted right in, middle of my interview, and goes, hey man, can you say blah 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 blah? This is Brian Robinson. You're listening to blah 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 blah. And the dude, Brian, just like looked at him, looked at me, and he's like, "What do I say?" And then he said it, and then the guy looked, just stared at him. And I, thirty seconds. I have it on video. I'll show everybody at some point. I can't do it. 
I can't do it, dude. It was rough. It was at that moment I was a little ticked off, but it is what it is. All right, I feel good about it. I do like Brian Robinson. I think Brian Robinson, in my opinion, right now is the top option for the Pittsburgh Steelers to add on at running back. But I do not believe that they're going to get that they're going to go for one that early in the draft. That's just my thought on it. I think running backs just in, in a conversation at this point until we get a little closer. See how I would say free agency plays a major role in how the Steelers approach running back in the NFL draft. All right. It's time for Derek to go get some sleep before he starts his weekend here. It's time for me. I'm headed to Penn State, actually. I'm going to stay in some mansion. Me and my girlfriend are going to stay in some Renan's mansion. So if anybody wants to come and hang out, I'll be in Renan's mansion or something. I don't know what it is, but like every room has like history to it. And like it was like a speakeasy where I was staying, where I'm staying or something. That's fine. Yes. Super interesting, super old, middle of nowhere. Like you type in like what's to do in Belafonte and like a Domino's comes up and you're like, cool. (laughs) Sounds good. That's how you know you got nothing going on. So I'm excited about it. We'll be back next week to talk more NFL combine, more NFL draft. Thank you everybody for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, like this on YouTube, like this video on YouTube and continue to use our promo code for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Enjoy your weekend and we'll be back.